Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 29 of Heal Thyself. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting. Thank you so much for rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling your friends. We are making a huge difference. I am indebted in gratitude. I'm so happy that we are uh, blazing the way, changing the way that podcasts are delivered, uh, bringing new information, just sort of changing the game. And I've never been one to follow a mold. They're kind of boring. So anyway, today is a really good show. I'm going to talk about an awesome topic. We have an amazing guest, someone really big in his community. So let's just jump right to it. We ain't got no time. Let's just go right in. Today's episode is on a really important topic, uh, particularly because it is a product that is being targeted towards our youth. When I was young, I drank so many energy drinks, so many. I mean, I didn't like coffee. I still don't like the flavor of it, but uh, I was very particular to certain energy drinks. Um, so it was cool, right? I fell for the target marketing when I was in high school. I even was drinking it during my uh, board exam studying in med school for my first year uh, or my second year, the first time around. And I would just drink two a day and think that that was just okay. But it certainly was not. Even though it was sugar-free, I go, you know, it's fine. I, you know, I'll just, it'll, it'll be my caffeine to get me through this studying. And I want to bring up a few topics uh, of contention for these products because they're not good. They ain't good for our youth. And it's creating problems. And they're risky. Risky, way more risky. So we just have to have a better understanding. And if you don't drink energy drinks, you still want to tune in. Why? Is because I'm going to go over my favorite substitutes, aside from energy drinks, for more natural sources of energy. So how to maximize our energy. Of course, I'm going to go over that. How can I just talk about energy drinks and then just run out of here? So energy drinks, um, they are basically flavored beverages. They contain caffeine and typically some other additives like vitamins, usually B vitamins, taurine, herbal supplements, creatine, sometimes sugar for sure, and guarana. So maybe different herbal, um, really strong herbal pushes for energy. So um, the regulation is all messed up. It varies, right? So for content labeling and health warnings, that varies across countries. U.S. has some of the most lackadaisical requirements, period. And they're not, there's no strong borders drawn in the sand, so these companies are taking advantage of it. Um, so there's, again, as I mentioned, at regu uh, regulatory oversight, there's a huge absence of it. And now, as a result, there's aggressive marketing. And this has been over for 10, 15 years already. I mean, I was in high school when Red Bull was out, or coming out. I remember Monster Energy Drink was first coming out, and that was something else. Um, it was cool, right? We fell for the marketing. So um, back in the 80s, the FDA approved 0.0.2% caffeine to be the maximum in these drinks, which is about 71 milligrams per 12 fluid ounces. Most of these companies don't follow it. And some of them curtail this classification by saying that it's an herb or a supplement instead. Um, and that's different than an over-the-counter product. So if it's a drug rather than an herb or supplement, the drug has to have the label saying it has this much of caffeine, it can cause these issues. Whereas it, the same amount of caffeine can be in this energy drink, but they don't need the label. So it, that's a big problem, right? There's, again, you, we know there's inconsistencies in the way the FDA works. I've highlighted that many times over on these shows. Um, but yeah, the marketing is brilliant. If you remember, or you, you look back when, when, when you saw all of these billboards or these commercials, I still see the commercials sometimes. Um, it's basically energy. You're going to get more energy. You're going to lose weight. You're going to be focused. You know, they're associating with extreme sports, right? Full throttle, energizing, all these buzzwords, right? Red Bull gives you wings, quote unquote, right? These are action sports. They're sponsoring all of these uh, extreme high intensity sports, uniforms, advertising. Same thing with Monster, tear into a can of Monster. It says right on the website. And they're again associated with action sports. And this is really attractive for the youth, right? 13 to 17 year old children. Um, and, and because look, they look up to their favorite BMX biker or snowboarder, and then you know they have the monster label on their, or skier, or they have the monster label on their uniform, on the bottom of their snowboard. And this can be an issue, right? We're very impressionable youths, and it's something to strive for. So uh, we just have to remember that marketing is always very 
niche and targeted. So in 2013, there was three Democratic senators that launched a full-blown investigation on energy drinks, and they found that the claims that these energy drinks were making were unsubstantiated, uh, and they should not be marketing. The conclusion was they should not be marketing to 13 and 17-year-olds because they're at risk for these adverse effects of the energy drinks. So today, there's about over 500 brands of energy drinks. It was a hot thing maybe five, 10 years ago. Hey, I'm getting in the energy drink space, man. You want to invest in my company because we're going to blow up. And most of them don't make it, not like Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar, but these big companies, their growth has slowed down since 2017, but it's still really high. Red Bull has made over $4.6 billion since it's been out, Monster $4.1 billion, and Rockstar $918 million. And they're everywhere. You go to 7-Eleven, you go to, if you're from Jersey, Wawa, you go to any supermarket, they're gonna be there. You can get your hands on it pretty fast, pretty quick. And when I was young, when I was in high school, where do we hang out? We hung out at 7-Eleven, right? We hung out in the parking lot of 7-Eleven. We had nothing better to do. We didn't have cars. So we would hang out at 7-Eleven and, you know, just, I would buy a Monster Energy drink and those petrified corn dogs and eat those, um, like those five-day-old corn dogs. And that would be like, cool, because we'd all meet up and, you know, do teenager stuff. But regardless, they're everywhere and they're very easily accessible, which is part of the problem. So when you look into different countries and states, uh, the U.S. Uh, is looking to reduce as a whole the selling of energy drinks to minors. That's, that's the goal right now. There was a study in the psychology of addicted behaviors, and it reported that 60% of U.S. teens, 13 to 17, have drank an energy drink before, and 41% have done so recently. In 2011, there was a clinical report by the American Association of Pediatrics that states that energy drinks should never be consumed by children or adolescents. Okay, And the Journal of Adolescent Health stated that energy drink consumptions can lead to health problematic behaviors in college students, including fighting drug use and irresponsible behaviors. How they made that connection, I don't know, but that was their conclusion. And a really interesting study in the Journal of Addicted Behaviors, bar patrons who mixed alcohol with energy drinks were three times more likely to leave the bar highly intoxicated, as well as four times more likely to drive than folks uh, who were just drinking alcohol without the energy drinks. Why? It's because the energy drinks mask the effect of alcohol such that you drink more and more alcohol. And I can attest to this because when I was partying, when I was young, one of the major drinks was Red Bull and vodka. That's what we drank. And for some reason, you can just drink so many versus, you know, whatever else. But um, yeah, and, and trust me, that is a, a hot drink for many people still, especially I know in Jersey it is. Um, but yeah, I wanted to bring that up that it does affect the way your perception of alcohol intoxication can happen. That's a really interesting study that they, that they even thought about to do that. Um, yeah, and in Canada, uh, uh, from what I understand, the Red Bull must have a label that says to, to not be mixed with alcohol. The caffeine is, 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 is an issue because children or young, young, young adults teenagers are drinking more than one, right? So Red Bull has about 111 milligrams of caffeine. It's a little bit more than a cup of coffee, whereas Monster has a little bit less at 86. And for, but, but something like the Red Line Extreme or Spike Energy have over 300 milligrams. And there's other ones that have up to 500. So for adults, it's said about 400 milligrams is safe. That's about four cups of coffee or four Red Bulls, but it's different, it varies. Everyone's different, no one's the same. So there's an additive effect also of these energizing ingredients. Remember I mentioned all the sugar, all the B, vitamin, B vitamins, the taurine, these things also have a synergistic effect. Whereas coffee, is caffeine, some other constituents, but also they have some therapeutic effects. The same goes with something like green tea. It has caffeine, but other therapeutic constituents, which can help. These are really targeted and synthesized to bring in energy, uh, high, high, high boosting constituents as a whole. And remember, everything works together. You know, there's nothing that works in isolation. That's why it's hard to really run a good study for anything because you can't put things in a vacuum. There's an environment and things work as a whole. So it's certainly not a good idea for children and adults um, to be having this much caffeine, let's say like that 500 milligram caffeine drink. Um, the European Union and the energy drinks in European Union must be uh, have a high caffeine content label. And the risk for caffeine overdose with energy drinks is greater than other caffeine products, as I mentioned. Why? Well, uh, caffeine labeling and poor 
following standards. So that we're not labeling the energy drinks with the caffeine that it has. We don't know. Um, it, I think some of them have small little labels in the back, um, but the advertising is really good, right? More is better, more focus, more energized, more backflips, more wheelies, more all of this crazy extreme stuff, right? The more you have. And the availability and accessibility to age groups is different, right? For, young, for children and teenagers, they shouldn't be having caffeine in the first place. So that's gonna be really affecting them. And then the withdrawal part is very real. The thing about caffeine is we don't all metabolize it the same way, right? There's an enzyme called CYP1A2, which is uh, majorly, it has a major responsibility of breaking down caffeine. But any genetic polymorphisms or changes to this enzyme, well, it slows down how we metabolize. I know I have changes into enzyme because if I drink a cup of coffee, I'm already jittery. If I drink two, I'm really hyper. So that's why I don't drink coffee. But a lot of people do. And without knowing, right, you, you may not know if your children has it or your young teenager has it and they're going to 7-Eleven or they have a competition, right? They're playing sports and they decide, you know, maybe two Red Bulls or three Red Bulls before my lacrosse game or basketball game or football game is a good idea. That might be a problem, right? So, um, the the uh, population that's most affected is the youth. And the Drug Abuse Warning Network, which is a public health surveillance system back in 2013, did a report on emergency room visits based on energy drinks. So in 2007, it was about 10,608 visits, uh, emergency room department visits to energy drinks. But in 2011, that boosted up to 2,783. So the number of emergency room departments back in 2007 was 10,068, but that boosted up in 2011 to about 20,783, probably because of the increase in popularity of energy drinks, most likely, but also the marketing dollars started going in. So 50% of uh, these visits were on the energy drink side alone, but the other half were mixed with other stimulants or alcohol or even drugs. But regardless, it's a problem and it's a growing problem because these numbers are still up there. So a few years ago, there was this, um, this case where there was a 28-year-old motocross athlete who drank eight cans of Red Bull over five hours and nearly died on the competition because his heart stopped. Right? And there's case reports of high school students suffering, um, suffering the symptoms of caffeine intoxication because many of these events, they're giving away free energy drinks, free energy drinks, free energy drinks. I mean, I, I, was, a, I was in the Hermosa Boardwalk the other day and they had an energy drink company and they had a huge setup and they, were, they had it on ice and they were just walking the strand and giving everyone energy drinks. Um, so, it's, so they're alive and well. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an industry where People are looking to make a quick buck for energy drinks because they know that they can target the youth. Um, and there's been deaths reported from energy drinks in Ireland, Australia, and Sweden. So one big problem is a few years ago, there was a sports cardiologist that ran um, a study on some medical students. They, he had them drink uh, 24 ounces of monster energy drink. Uh, and the goal was to test how the arteries bounce back when they were being compressed, right? And that's important because you want to know that your arteries are bringing blood, right? They're bringing blood to the body. So um, they, he wanted to see how these drinks affected blood flow. Nevertheless, he found a significant change in blood flow right after. So they drank it and then he tested it. You know, he put a blood pressure cuff and then they measured how the blood vessels opened back up and released blood. Um, and, and that's an issue, right? Because if you're gonna have a decrease in blood flow, people are taking these specifically for athletic performance in many cases, right? So, I mean, I, I would, back when I was in high school, I played uh, football in the cross, I would drink um, uh, energy drink before. I would even try to, to drink coffee, but an energy drink before. And knowing that that's dec decreasing blood flow, which is the sole measure, right? One of the major things for athletic performance, you wanna get blood flowing to your muscles. Um, it's reducing it, so it's doing the opposite. So if any, if your kids are using this for athletic performances, know that it's not really doing anything. And so based on this study and other ones, a few others, the American College of Sports Medicine advised anyone under 18 to be utilizing energy drinks. And I'm gonna close with a really good study. There was a double-blind placebo-controlled trial, really high-level, well-designed by Sachin Shah in the American Heart Association Journal. They had folks split into three groups, one with energy drink A, one with energy drink B, and then the placebo group. The energy drink A and B had 32 ounces of energy drink. And what happened was that they found that there was an increase in something called a QTC interval. And that's a measure of how a part of our heart 
energizes electri electrically, right? What is a change in the electric potential? We need a change in electric potential for a heart to beat normally, basically. And this is no good because then this can affect the heart rhythm of these children. And what happens is when you have this prolonged interval, um, that, that's one of the most common reasons why drugs come off the market because it affects the heart interval. Um, and this is a really big issue because it can cause an arrhythmia that can uh, be fatal basically. It can, it can lead to a fatal arrhythmia. Big problem, big problem, especially if that child is predisposed or that teen is predisposed to heart issues or heart rhythm issues or has or already has arrhythmia before they're drinking that energy drink. Uh, so this, it's, it's sort of irris an irresponsible product that is on the market. It should not be used by anyone. And it's also found to raise blood pressure in this study. So look, final recommendations, just stay away from energy drinks. Please, um, especially no child should be drinking it. I also agree that no, no one under 18 should be drinking it. And adults, there's no point. You know, there's, there's so much better that we can do. Just like coffee, if you're using it just for energy, then you're doing it wrong, right? If you're not getting your energy from the foundational stuff, then you're doing it wrong, okay? So pay very close attention to these words. If your child or teenager is drinking energy drinks or anyone you know is drinking energy drinks, just bring this up, bring them to light and have them listen to this. And uh, yeah, let's go to the product review. We got some good stuff to talk about. Today's product review, of course, I'm gonna go over energy drinks. I just went in on them. So I have to, have to, Actually, I came here and was hoping I wouldn't find Red Bull in the refrigerator, but I did. And um, so, of course, I'm going to review Red Bull. I didn't have my time to get hands on a monster energy drink, but certainly rest assured that it is very similar to what I'm going to talk about here. And um, they're only different in taste, really. But at the end of the day, what we have here is a Red Bull energy drink that vitalizes the body and the mind, right? Vitalizes the body because you get all your nutrients, right? And it vitalizes the mind because it's so healthy, right? So, uh, and then it says it's appreciated by professionals and college students and the top athletes and travelers on long journeys. So really, you know, we see marketing and Red Bull, right? Energy drink, revitalizing, appreciated by all of these people that you want to be, that you should be. So um, one of the major things that sticks out already is it has 39 grams of sugar in a can. That is way, 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 way too much that of any sugar that you should be having in one sitting. It is dense with sugar, spiking the insulin, right? So you will have that rush. To me, the question is how much of that energy rush is because of that sugar spike versus you know what's really in here. And what is in here, they, it has the caffeine. So you couple that with the sugar spike, you're gonna feel it. Um, but the question is, is after that spike, how bad is the crash, right? The sustainability of caffeine can help uh, blunt that crash, but at the end of the day, you know, you're still getting uh, the caffeine, which is 114 milligrams, and that's gonna be in 12 fluid ounces, which is the can, 114 milligrams, which is about a little bit more than a cup of coffee. And then you're getting the other ingredients in here, right? It's 120% of B12, and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Where are they sourcing it from? I don't know. That's another discussion. But the B vitamins are going to help with energy metabolism, creating energy. And then when you look at the ingredients in itself, it has water, okay, carbonated water, but then sucrose, glucose, right? These, these simple forms of sugar that are raising your blood sugar, big problem, right? You don't want to consistently be raising your insulin for so many. I mean, I, I, did I, I believe I did a whole show on insulin for that reason. Um, and it's because of what blood sugar does to the body, long-term effects of blood sugar and short-term effects. Um, citric acid, again, where is it sourced from? There's, there's no proper labeling on this. I wouldn't expect it to be. Taurine is an amino acid. That's found abundantly in the brain and the eyes. But taurine is usually usually used to uh, increase focus, right? Increase, increase, uh, give you that hyper, hyper-focused state when it comes to energy drinks. The problem is they don't, there's not enough clear data on the safety of it for children and if it really does much or anything for energy drinks. Um, it's in its amino acid that we need, but 
when coupled in an energy drink, what's the true effect of it and the safety of it, right? Remember, I talk about this because, yeah, adults drink this, but this is mostly marketed towards kids. And then the rest of the stuff, as I mentioned, the, the B vitamins, it has artificial flavors and artificial colors, all right? So again, not something that should be exposed to just from a health standpoint, right? Just from quality of ingredients, not something that should be consumed. Okay, there you go, Red Bull Energy Drink. I do not like it. Don't give it to your kids. Um, it's gained popularity, but I'm not into it by any means. Instead, why don't we talk about some healthy ways to improve your energy, right? If you're drinking coffee or Red Bull or anything to boost up your energy, but not addressing the fundamentals, as I said before, then you're creating a hole. You're creating a problem for yourself. What you want to do is pay close attention to what the fundamentals of energy production are. If you ain't sleeping, I don't care how many Red Bulls you have, you're in a cycle of no sleep and artificial energy production, right? Forcing your adrenals to shoot out this adrenaline, right? To keep you going. The bigger question is, is how can we get ourselves sustainable sleep? You gotta make sure you're sleeping. I'm giving you the top ways to have the most amount of energy and vitalism. You gotta sleep, gotta get light sleep, dark, uh, deep sleep, REM sleep. You have to get into bed eight hours around there and make sure you're getting falling asleep and getting deep sleep. We now have things like aura rings or whoop bracelets or other devices out there that can track your sleep. So get an idea about how you're sleeping and start making those interventions. One of the things is sleep hygiene. Get off your phone, get off that blue light late at night. Make sure that you are finding a ritual before bed, whether that be reading, light stretching, taking a bath, taking a shower, uh, meditating, whatever it is to get you going, but make sure you turn off that ambient light, right? That artificial light, um, all the blue light, making sure you're, fall, you're putting yourself and your body in a state. You can even listen to hypnosis. I did that last night. That was pretty cool. But get yourself to sleep, number one, for energy production, okay? Number two, stop eating crap. All of that crap in your diet is going to be lowering. You know what I call it? I call it vitamin leachers. When you eat crappy foods, what does your body have to do to break down those inflammatory foods? It has to shoot out vitamins and minerals, right? To break it down, to give those enzymes the processes, to give all your whole body process to break it down, to protect you from all that crap. It sucks up vitamins. I call them vitamin sponges, mineral sponges. So if you're eating crappy food, you sure as hell better believe that you are depleting your body of the important nutrients for energy production. Okay, so very, very important. How do you eat healthy? Listen to my whole show. Other than that, what else can we do? Exercise, you gotta be working out. Listen, I'm talking about the fundamentals first and foremost. I am not the type of doctor to give you a recommendation for this. Headache, here, take this. It's a natural substitute to this medication. It doesn't work that way. You have to hit the fundamentals first. You gotta exercise. If you are creating energy, energy begets energy. You have to move, you have to sweat, you have to get blood flowing, you have to detox, you have to raise your immune system, the strength, the vitality of it. You gotta increase the vitality of your hormones. All of these things, this symphony, this conjun conjunction in your body is going to be getting more energy for your body. Also, be putting you to sleep. So three fundamental things, okay? What else can we do? Green tea, much healthier than Red Bull. Coffee, much healthier than Red Bull. I did a whole episode on coffee. Go back to it, listen to what coffee to get, what are the issues with coffee, and if coffee's right for you automatically, okay? Don't get addicted to coffee. It should not be your source of energy. You should not be drinking coffee. You should not be drinking coffee if that is for you to get your day started, right? Coffee should always be a ritual. Other than that, green tea is a really nice substitute as well. Certainly a better substitute than the energy drinks. Why? Because green tea has, yes, caffeine, but it also has other constituents, antioxidants, cancer protectors, really important stuff in there. It's stuff to help actually reduce the effects of that caffeine like L-theanine. Green tea, I love it. I'm gonna do a whole show on green tea and I'm gonna go over which ones to stay away from and why and which ones to go for. But at this point, P-I-Q-U-E, Peak is my favorite green tea. They quadruple test for heavy metals and you know how crazy I am over heavy metals. I did a whole damn show about it. All right, that is another substitute. What else? I love beets. I love beet juice, especially if you're using it for athletic performance, right? Beet juice has been shown 
about just eight ounces, eight to 12 ounces before an athletic performance to be opening up those endothelial, right? Uh, uh, stimulating the endothelial part of the artery, opening up that artery dilation and bringing blood into the muscles. So, so important to be utilizing something, especially for athletic performance or working out. Beet juice is amazing. Actually, I'm gonna go work out after this and I have some beet juice ready for me to take. You use it about an hour right before a workout, 30 minutes before a workout. Powerful, powerful for energy production and performance. So really amazing. Other two things that I want to talk about, B vitamins, which are utilized in Red Bull, which are utilized in Monster, but you want to get good quality B vitamins. Many people are B vitamin deficient, especially in all the nutrient testing that I do. Um, it just depends on what type of B vitamins. If you're a vegan, make sure you're utilizing B12. That can even be the sole source of reduction in energy. But even if you're not vegan, chances are 39% of us who, who don't eat or who eat meat are still low in B12. So pay close attention, get that tested. But B vitamins can really help in that cycle of energy production. So uh, if you're, it, it could be something as important as being B vitamin deficient. And um, adaptogens. Adaptogens are something that are used by your adrenal glands to help nourish them, to keep them vital, and helping them produce all of those energy-producing hormones, right? And uh, so adaptogens are really important to be taking for overall vitality and energy production. For example, an adaptogen would be like rhodiola or holy basil or schizandra or reishi. So just be sure if you plan on taking an adaptogen to ask a practitioner to make sure it's safe for you. And I'm gonna give you a good one, water, 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 water. So much of energy, fatigue, sluggishness is just dehydration. If you are not drinking high quality water, from a really good filter, and I'm doing a whole show on filters very soon, so stay tuned with that. But if you're not drinking half your body weight in ounces of water a day, you are likely dehydrated. Most of people are walking around dehydrated going, I have a migraine, I don't know why. Oh, I'm just so tired today, I don't know why. You're probably dehydrated. Do these interventions first before even thinking about reaching for a Red Bull or Monster Energy drink or utilizing coffee to keep your energy going. Um, very easy interventions, better fundamentals, um, natural, holistic, fundamental stuff intervention. So look, I hope this episode helped you with, uh, or this product review helped you with making choices and understanding what energy is about and how to maximize it. Let's go to our special guest because I cannot wait to have this conversation. All right, everyone, today's special guest, I'm so happy to have here. He's a fellow vegan brother, and uh, we are gonna be talking about so many important things, really important topics to help transition people and bring to light what are the benefits and how we can change our lives. This is none other than my man, Johnny Juicer. Oh, man, I appreciate it. It's, so, it's such a pleasure to be here and uh, be talking with you. I was super excited when you told me you wanted to bring me on. So, Of course. How can I yeah. not bring you on, man? You're making changes in not only vegan community, but everyone else's community. You're inspiring us. And I never had a guest bring me a gift like this. Oh, awesome. What is this? Awesome. This is 24 ounces of watermelon it's, juice? It's 32 ounces of oh. seeded watermelon, yeah. Freshly okay. pressed this morning. Yeah, so that's I why I was a couple minutes late. It, it's it is, and what what's are you drinking this right now? What's what it, are you doing? This is day four. I'm gonna break it today. I just plan to do a few days just on watermelon. I've done it in the past, and just to kind of give my digestive system a break and you yeah. know, just enjoy the watermelon before the season's over. That's cool. And who and who inspired this? Um, my friend uh, Raw Teresa um, on on social media. She's a great friend of mine, and she's in her what 62, and she's living this life. She's been living this lifestyle for like 30 years and she's really big into fasting. She's been vegan, raw foods. She's a raw food chef and mm -hmm. she's like kind of one of my mentors as well out here. So uh, I saw her and her husband doing it and I'm like, I got to jump on. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I did a juice, I did a few juice fasts back in med school, but I think it's time to yeah. do another one. And you inspired me. Remember I told you when, uh, you were talking about, you have this glass can over here for the listeners. We have a what? A big, uh, what did you take? A apple juice and dump out the apple juice and then yeah, you just keep from that. Whole foods. Thing, exactly. From Whole Foods. Exactly. Because these are normally like $20 for a jug. Yeah. But if you go to the store and you see these glass jugs that are filled up with apple juice, it's like $4.99. You're like, okay, I'll dump, yeah. dump the processed yeah. stuff and put the real put stuff. Put the real in stuff. There. So that's what I did. Okay. Yeah. So I've been, I've been juicing, man. I've awesome. been juicing. I've been feeling good. And, and one thing that you pointed out, uh, is the consistency in juicing and not taking old dinky 12-ounce juices yeah. during your lunch break, yeah. right? Which I thought I was doing pretty good, like going to the organic juice bar right by my work. 
but that was like three times a week and it was yeah. small. Yeah. But now I'm like, let's take a kick at an overdrive. But why? Do you, do you find consistency and the amount is more important? Totally. So what I found was um, when I was starting to navigate how much goes into like one of these, the 32 ounces, I was seeing that it was roughly between 12 to 15 servings of raw vegetables, which is a lot. And a 12 ounce, somebody that doesn't juice consistently, that's you know in the corporate world, corporate America, and they go to a juice bar and they just get a 12 ounce, once a week or twice a week, I feel they're not really going to feel the benefits because they're used to eating a certain way. They're used to getting a lot of calories. So after they drink a 12-ounce juice, that's like 15 bucks out here in California. Yeah. You know, it's they're going to be turned off by it because yeah. they're going to be like, I'm hungry, and they're not going to really feel much. Um, my changes didn't start coming until I started incorporating 32 ounces every day without changing my diet. This is before I went vegan, vegetarian, anything. And over time, you know, the palate starts changing. Mm -hmm. You start gravitating more toward, you start up in the ante. You know, mm -hmm. I was going from 32 ounces to 64 ounces and you're just feeling great. So. Yeah. So, so, but you have an amazing story. Yeah. Right. And we need to hear this because you're, you're going to be able to inspire a lot of the listeners and viewers who, mm -hmm. one, haven't ever juiced or mm -hmm. kind of juiced or had similar things that you were dealing with. Mm -hmm. So, can we hear a little bit about this? Sure. Sure. So my journey started roughly uh, six years ago. Um, up until that point in my life, um, you, I mean, from a kid, I'd suffered from migraines. I was diagnosed with IBS. I was lactose intolerant. My chiropractor told me I had adrenal fatigue. I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. I was addicted to energy drinks and, you know, so. Um, and I was an athlete in high school. I played basketball four years, so it kind of like... Um, I guess you can say I really didn't pay attention to it as much. I just thought, okay, this is normal for mm -hmm. me, you know, mm -hmm. like eating this way. I'm, I eat a lot. Being Italian, I was eating a lot of my mom's pasta, a lot of dairy, yeah, a lot of meat. So, for sure. um, but it wasn't until I got out of high school. I mean, I got diagnosed with IBS as a freshman. I had two colonoscopies done once as an eighth grader and then a freshman. And what was, eighth grader gets a colonoscopy? Yeah. Jesus. So it was bad. I mean, my mom feared that I had Crohn's because my uncle had Crohn's disease and, uh, it just came back lactose intolerant and IBS, but still, I mean, I had a hall pass all throughout high school, which was mm -hmm. pretty cool, and I took advantage of that because I was, you know, a class clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it it wasn't fun. Like I either was had the runs, I had diarrhea all the time, mm -hmm. or else I was constipated. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't go to the bathroom, so and I never knew what was really triggering it. So it, I just felt I needed to take the medication for it. So. It wasn't until I got out of high school because, you know, after you get out of high school, you start, you know, hanging out with your friends. I was going to a junior college. I was eating more fast food mm -hmm. at lunch every day. We'd go to Wendy's and get like a triple cheeseburger with yeah. French fries, barbecue <laughs> yeah. sauce. Then I turned 21, started partying. And as you can imagine, it was just like a downward spiral. You know, I was just slowly losing myself and didn't feel like I had much purpose. I got into a job. I was working at FedEx for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was in a toxic relationship and taking meds, energy drinks, toxic diet. I was up to like 225, just not happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day I was, I'll never forget it. I was watching, I used to always watch documentaries. I loved them. And I got into f the, like the food documentaries, like Food Inc. And uh, I can't remember. There, Forks Over Knives. No, I, I didn't watch those yet. It, yeah. was, it was Food Inc. There was a couple that kind of like sparked my interest mm -hmm. and maybe I should make diet changes. But I was eating a Lou Malnati's pizza. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. It's mm. huge in Chicago, deep dish pizza. Oh, okay. Chicago's like the mecca for meat and dairy. It's, it's, it is. They I have hear. everything. I mean, Italian beef, sausage. I mean, so if you're going to be unhealthy, that's like, I feel the most unhealthy people are out there. So Yeah, wow. I believe it's like the fattest city. Anyway, so I'm eating a Lou Malnati's pizza, and I'm going through Netflix, and I see a documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've and, seen that. Okay, and that was the... I watched that and what, whatever happened, I mean, a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, whoa, like I've been blending smoothies all my life, but I never even knew juicing existed. I didn't know the power of juicing. And uh, for those that haven't seen it, it's about an Australian man who I actually saw a couple of weeks ago when I was hiking out here. It was crazy. Oh, really? You bumped Joe into Cross. him, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy. He's like, oh, Johnny Juicer. So we started talking a little bit. It was funny. But um so yeah, it's about an Australian man. He was on like 20 medications. He was really overweight, came to America, got a juicer, did a 30-day juice fast, traveled and inspired people along the way. One of them was a woman who had migraines and there was another guy who lost like 200 pounds and he got off medication. And it just, nothing never resonated with me like that. I'm like, wow, if I can cheat, because I hated vegetables. I mean, the only vegetables I ever ate was my mom would make, you know, dinner 
and I'd have like a little iceberg salad in the small bowl. Sure, you know, yeah, that's how it always is. A couple grape tomatoes and like some Catalina dressing yeah. or some vinegar oil, whatever. So I wasn't getting any vegetables. So I was like, wow, so maybe if I just start, and, and I was seeing how much worse conditions these people were in, maybe if I can just start incorporating juice or maybe do a little juice fast, maybe you know I could start changing my life and bringing more of that of the fruits and vegetables into my diet. So basically what happened was the next day, I um, have a very extreme mentality. I went to the Bed Bath & Beyond, bought the same juicer from the documentary. Oh, uh, okay. All right. And that weekend, I found online uh, Joe Cross, who's the man in the movie, and Dr. Joel Furman. They have a three-day juice cleanse online. You can Google it still. And I went and got all the groceries, and I did it with my girlfriend at the time. And um, we started, we prepped everything for Monday. And, you know, I went to FedEx, first day went, I drank my juices, I was cool, I came home, I'm like, how did you do? She's like, I feel good, we did it together. And day two comes around, and I'll never forget, I'm driving, I drank my first juice, and I'm driving, it's coming up to my break, I start getting a little bit of a headache, a little brain fog. I'm like, God, I need, I need food. Uh-huh. And I look to my left, and I see there's Taco Bell, there's McDonald's, and then there's Culver's. And I used to love Culver's. I'm not sure if you're no, familiar not with that. that. It's another Midwest thing. Yeah. It's a cheeseburger place, fast food place. So I went there, and I caved. And you I, did? After I did. day two, huh? After day, on day two. So I'm eating. I ordered a cheeseburger, french fries, cheese curds. I mean, I went all in. And my girlfriend called me on her break, and I'm sitting there looking at the phone, and she's like, how you feeling? And I'm like, uh, I'm at Culver's. And she's like, what? Because she had kept going. Yeah. But then she caved. And so what happened was prog- my problems progressively got worse. I kind of stopped the juicing. I kind of, like most people do, you know, just put it on the counter, collects dust, because it's too much work, and they don't give it enough chance. You mm-hmm. know, they don't. And maybe I went about it the wrong way. I didn't start incorporating the juice, and I just dove right into it. Yeah. And... Uh, Towards the end of the year, like I said, my problems were at its all-time worst. And I said, you know, going into this new year, I'm going to at least I'm gonna try doing this three-day juice cleanse again. I'm going to do it and just incorporate a 32-ounce green juice every day into my diet without changing my diet. That was my intentions for the new year. I didn't like the way I looked in pictures. I didn't like the way I felt. I just knew that if I had to make a change, it was then. So that's what I did. I started, I completed a three-day juice cleanse. I started drinking juice. I was listening at the time there were no podcasts like this. Yeah. And, and being at FedEx, I would listen, try to listen to podcasts, and there'd be some on juicing, but they weren't too inspiring. So I would go on YouTube and find people like Fully Raw Christina yeah. and Dan the Life Regenerator, like all these people in the vegan raw world, juicing world, that were spitting knowledge, like really dummied down for people to understand. Mm-hmm. And I would just get inspired every day. I'd be at FedEx and I'd have my headphones in while I was driving and I'd keep my phone down and I'd be like, wow, this is amazing. I'm drinking my juices. People at work started thinking I was crazy, mm. but without changing my diet, I started losing weight. Like just incorporating greens every day, like 32 ounces. I about 15 pounds in like two months from doing that because I had more energy to get through my day. I started noticing my migraines started subsiding a bit. And uh, in March of that year, I started, um, I watched Forks Over Knives. And that's when I went vegetarian. And I said to myself, I will never go vegan because I'm Italian and I can't give up cheese. <laughs> I put ranch on everything. I yeah. mean, I was that guy. Yeah. And uh, I went vegetarian and, again, lost a little bit more weight, started feeling better. But I, uh, about six months after being vegetarian, at that, and at that time, there were no... Um, there was none of this stuff we got out here, none of these uh, yeah. vegan options, none yeah. of these Beyond Burgers. So I was doing at the time, my girlfriend was Korean, and she would make like rice and vegetables and tofu, or we would have some like meat at the time. But we ended up watching about six months after going vegetarian, Earthlings on YouTube, and we cried our eyes out. Mm. We watched the whole thing, Oof, and God then bless you. we made a like a vow that night, like, we're done. Like, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. So it's crazy because my whole journey and most of my stuff on my platform is centered around health with veganism, but it was actually an ethical choice. I mean, I got a vegan tattoo on my chest a month after going vegan. Did you? Because I made that connection. I'm like, no, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. So went vegan. And once I gave up dairy and, uh, and, and um, was full-blown vegan, everything started changing. My gut issues like were better more energy, more clarity. I was upping my juices. It was starting to become summer and I was upping my juice from 32 to 64 ounces Mm -hmm. and just feeling great, just naturally 
parking my truck on my break, bringing my juice, my fruit outside, walking barefoot. Like I was just doing things I never did before. I was, I was starting to noticing changes in my body and in just the way I saw things and everything. And uh, I was already eating a very high raw diet because like I said, there was none of those vegan options. Then there was like your Amy's pizza and they had like some black bean burger stuff, but nothing that I was really like attracted to. I was, like I said, a junk food addict. Like I, I really believed I was a junk. I would go to McDonald's at like midnight sometimes, like, and then I would go to, I would go to Wendy's and now go to McDonald's to get like the apple pie and cookies <laughs> with my roommate. Like we yeah. were crazy. Like we would do that stuff all the time, and uh, so yeah. And then I got into, I did a raw challenge the following year with my girlfriend, and I never looked back. I mean, I started feeling so much better, and every day started becoming a good day. Like my no migraines, no gut issues, everything that I thought I had to live with and be medicated for, like slowly went away. And during that process, I mean, when I was vegetarian, I was still partying, but the more you start doing, the better you start feeling. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately I started saying, you know what, if I stop partying on the weekends and do this seven days a week, let's see what happens. And after like two weeks of combining just juicing every day and being vegan, like it just, you just start feeling better and better yeah. and better. And over time I lost 65 pounds. And like I said, haven't taken migraine medication in what it's been, it's been at least like six, six and a half years. Wow. So, and the crazy thing is, is I, I had a prescription for migraine medication, but I didn't take it because Excedrin migraine worked better because of the caffeine and mm -hmm. it would give me like this rush and I would, it would, I'd feel better like in 10 minutes. Yeah. And when I would work at FedEx, I remember I'd have to call my boss if I started feeling these migraines because I would have to be like in a dark room. I'd get nauseous. It was bad. And I would tell her and they'd have a, another FedEx truck come and do what they call a sweep. And, I, and they would take all my freight and take it to the airport. Mm -hmm. And I would just sit there in an empty truck and lay there. Interesting. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So to think, I always tell people, you don't understand the life I used to live. I mean, it, I did a 180 with my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's that's an incredible story, man. Yeah. Just the power of food, medicine, yeah. completely changed the game for you, not only physically, yeah. but mentally. Mentally, spiritually. Like I said, I started doing more juice cleanses, and I did a 40-day, I think I uh, told you about. And, I mean, spiritual breakthroughs. I started meditating. I started getting into more of this, like, self-discovery, self-love, you know, self -love and all these things to... Like, like even now, I'm always in a state of evolving. I'm always in a mm -hmm. state of like, how can I get better? How can I evolve as a man? You know, mm -hmm. not just in what I eat, but just other aspects of life. Yeah, it's pretty incredible because usually, usually those things go hand in hand, right? right. It's hard to be self-aware, self-loving when you're not feeding self-loving foods right. to yourself. Self-sabotaging. Self-sabotaging. Al alcohol and processed foods, and and I was, and when I look back now, it's so crazy because. I'm not, I didn't think I was unhappy. You know, I used to, my mom used to tell me too, because she would see me pound monsters, go, I would make drinks and before my buddies would pick me up and I would pour like, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of vodka in yeah. there. And then I'd take pills and she would know I'd always be sick. And she's like, you're killing yourself slowly. And I'm she like, knew. and I would say, you know, my, as long as I'm living my life in my twenties, I don't care if I die at 40. Uh -huh. Like I would say stuff like that. And when I think of it, I'm like, I'm closing in on 40. I want to <laughs> live till I'm a hundred. You know, like I, every true. year to me is important. I like, like working on a different area of my life to try to, obviously we can't reverse age, but slow the aging process. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and you're very vibrant. And I think that is now rubbing off on people, right? Because yeah. I know that you are inspiring people to start juicing, right? Mm. And I'm, I can guarantee you've gotten awesome feedback from people, right? Yeah, totally. Especially because I'm into health coaching now. But um, what happened was yeah, that's what that's what I like to recommend to everybody because at least especially with me, like I needed that documentary to say, hey, I could, you know, I could consume vegetables, I could consume fruits because most people like myself at the time, if somebody's like, you got to start eating more raw, raw fruits and vegetables, I'd be like, it's not happening, sorry. Yeah. But the idea that you could cheat the whole process, mm -hmm. you know, and throw a little apple in there to sweeten it, and boom, you're just flooding your body with all these nutrients and. Yeah. You know, so what then? How do you suggest for people who go? I don't have time to juice, or I, I don't even know how to juice. It's it, it's crazy. So uh, people say that all the time, and and the funny thing is, is it it's legit. You know, we all have twenty four hours in a day. Mm -hmm. You know, we we do what's important. You know, like we make time for what's important. And I, to me, I feel our health's most important mm -hmm. at this point in my life. I feel that. Mm -hmm. And if you can't take an hour out of your day to prep, and to me, it's a form of meditation as well. You know, I put all the vegetables down there. I play a little like music, and I just get in my groove. You know, and then 
you know, do a little blessing upon the juice and you know you're giving yourself a great act yeah. of self-love. So I just think that, and I saw a study like a couple months ago about how the average American watches four and a half hours of TV a day. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because I don't watch TV at all. I yeah. don't have cable. I don't have none of that. So it's like take one of those hours, get off the couch <laughs> and start it, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to start it because like I said, they're not drinking enough. They're, they're buying it at a juice bar. It's, there's something about doing it yourself and consistently, like I try to tell people, just go for 14 to 21 days consistently every day try to do 24 to 32 ounces of greens. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, you're going to notice changes. I mean, people that have health coached and people that have gone on juice cleanses, I mean, it's it's just incredible. It's an incredible tool to help you transition. Yeah. And nothing can become really mundane or a chore if you're present with it. Right. So I like what you said about it being a ritual. You have your music and you are blessing the, the juice. But, you know, if you can focus on being present with every celery that you're putting through the processor or apple and just being there with the food, it's very different than being like, I'm going to juice, but then I really have to go somewhere after this or I have to think about, I have to finish and pay these bills and do that. Mm -hmm. That can drive you crazy. Then it's going to be a burden. So like changing your perspective and mindset around what you do, it can be pretty easy and incredible. So how do, let's say I want to go seven days juicing. Do I go to Whole Foods and buy a bunch of vegetables, fruits? Is there a way to do it? Ju to... Juicing as far as a juice cleanse or just incorporating a juice? Just incorporating a juice. Because I think it'd be really good for listeners and viewers yeah. to start incorporating juices. Yeah, I would not go to Whole Foods, mm -hmm. unfortunately, because their prices are outrageous. And outrageous. there's many places out here. I mean, I go to Sprouts. I go to Ralph's. You can go to farmer's markets, especially being in LA. You can go to wholesale market. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many places you can get organic produce really cheap. And um, what I like to tell people as far as the first juice to the, the juice that worked for me was this, it was is as simple as spinach, um, celery, cucumber, lemon, ginger, apple. It's a basic green juice. It's got a leafy green. It's got the celery into cucumber that produces a lot of water. Mm -hmm. And what I say is do that every day, but rotate your greens, maybe throw a lime in one day, um, throw some, uh, turmeric in one day, um, and yeah, and like instead of spinach, go dandelions, go Swiss chard, go kale, go, I mean, there's so many different greens out yeah. there and there's so many different benefits, bok choy. And I mean, there's so much you could throw into your juices and they can make beet juices. You could do carrot juice, straight carrot juice. You know, I mean, there's so many things you can do just to switch it up. And once you get in that routine, I mean, there's, there's no going back. There's no going back. So what about for folks who, this is like their first juice they've ever had. Is there a way to intervene first to make it maybe a little more sweet? than usual? Like right. how, how do we introduce them? Or like maybe just two ingredients? Is there a way to introduce for folks who've never had juice or hate vegetables? Yeah. Like there's a lot of times like what I'm doing right now, I like doing mono juices. So I'm doing just straight up watermelon. Some days I just do cucumber juice. This okay. cucumber juice is super, super hydrating yeah. and it's delicious. Um, the, you know, they got the big celery juice movement going on now and it's not very palatable at first, but over time it's crazy. Your, your taste buds adjust to it. You, and you are fine, but, um, I would say, yeah, just try something simple like that, you know, if it's too time consuming. And, and the thing is, I have a, a Breville juicer, the, centrif the centrifugal juicers that you could just throw the cucumber in. Literally, it's a five minute process. It literally is. Yeah. You just throw it in. You don't have to cut nothing. It comes out and you drink it. Yeah. And there's nothing like juicing it fresh and drinking it right there as opposed to going to a juice bar or a store where it's already bottled, sitting there. You don't know what's in it, but yeah. you know, it's to me, that's just uh, doing it yourself is the best. Yeah, I had a beet and a ginger and a celery one the other day, and it was so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I put a lime in there. Yeah. Because, and I drank it like as it was still like bubbling. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and you it's feel the best. like there's something, I don't know how to describe when you have a fresh juice, but it feels like literally you're feeding your cells, which is essentially what it's doing, but yeah. you can kind of feel it, right? It feels like. Especially what I do is on an empty stomach. Like I like. Um, having water in the morning and then either having a workout or get, get, getting some work done. And then when my body's starting to get a little hungry, boom, just flood it with nutrients. And it's like your body just soaks it up. So that's what you do, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you, do you fast usually? Um, I guess in a, in a sense I do intermittent fast every day because, yeah. um, I do, like I said, water, especially in the summer, I've been on a lot of liquids this summer. It's like water. I'll do like 64 ounces of distilled water. I've been throwing E3 live in there sometimes. Sometimes I just do lemon or lime mm -hmm. and then I'll have green juice after that or watermelon juice frequently. 
um, smoothies, and then I have a huge fruit rack at home. Yeah. Sometimes I go out to you know like Wild Living Foods out here. Yeah, or yeah, some, yeah. Some gor- There's so many. I mean, we're in the mecca of vegan and raw out here. So but better than Chicago. Oh, there's nothing <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and if and if you all look on his Instagram, you'll see you have like a rack. Right of a fruit rack, a yeah. fruit rack. Yeah, they're like thirty bucks at Walmart, and it's just a perfect way to store your. It's what I like to call the best fast food. Yeah, grab and go. You know, you yeah. Got your, I got my bananas up there. I got my mangoes up there. I got, I got still got four watermelons on my bottom rack right now. They're visible, so you see them you when see you pass it. it. You, you go, walk oh, in. boom! Exactly. I see. Exactly. That's that's a good way. Um, do you do you feel that? more people are now juicing than ever? Oh, absolutely. When I first got into it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and I think with social media and everything, yeah, absolutely. I have a juicing platform as well. It's called Juice O'Clock. Okay. And uh, the, the tags I get on there, I mean, the, the hashtags and the people that are juicing every day and the healing stories, I mean, are incredible. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, I, that's also how I got, one of the things I wanted to touch on is that's how I got my mother started with juicing as well. Um, so she saw me get into this lifestyle and how it changed my life. And she used to go to the hospital with me. She used to put cold rags over my head, give me the mm-hmm. medication. And like she saw me as a young kid. I'm talking like seven years old, all the way going through the years of how sick I used to be and then self-destructing in my 20s to what I am now. So she actually had a heart attack back in, I believe it was 2012, 2013. And um, she was put on seven medications and then that's right around the time I started making my changes. And when she saw the changes in me, I finally went to her. I'm like, Mom, why don't we do this? Because they wanted her to have open-heart surgery. She went to Mayo Clinic. They're like, we, we want to get mm-hmm. in there. I go, why don't we do this? I go, why don't we get you juicing? Just try it for a month. Just see how you feel. Every day we'll incorporate it and just eliminate meat and maybe limit the dairy a little bit. Just for a month. If it doesn't work, let it go. And she did it. Um, this was right after my grandfather's birthday. She's like, can we at least wait? Cause we have a big party coming up and we're going, we were mm. going to, we were at like a Italian restaurant. So she, um, ended up doing it and I was going to her doctor appointments with her. Like we would go to the mm. hospital and I would listen to the doctors. It was crazy because she had a angiogram and, um, she had all these tests done. This was like six months after they wanted, after she was at Mayo Clinic and they were saying whatever she was doing was like she was doing something right mm-hmm. because everything was looking better. And I was in there and I was like, well, actually I've got her juicing every day. She, because I told her a month, but after a month she was feeling so good. She had lost some weight. She was feeling good. Yeah. So she kept with it. And I mean, it was to the point where she would text me pictures of the juice and mm-hmm. she still does. It's so mm-hmm. funny. So the doctors are like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And I was telling them, yeah, I give her like reishi mushroom. Like I was giving her different types of, uh, herbs and, and, uh, supplements. I was putting spirulina in her juices. I mean, all types of stuff that I was telling the doctors that they didn't even know. Yeah. It was crazy. And when I left, I go, do you see this mom? I go, do you see how they don't even understand? And I'm not saying, I'm not speaking on every doctor, but it was frustrating, you know, because it's your family. I'm very close to my mom. And for them to just, you know, get in there and say, okay, we're going to cut you open. We're going to give you these pills. And Mm -hmm. there's no other alternative. They never said like eliminate meat or, you know, there was never an option. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because conventional doctors get on average twenty three point nine hours of nutrition yeah. in their whole schooling. It's not even a day, yeah. um, so that's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. They're really good at doing surgery, mm-hmm. emergent emergent surgery, but really poor at, at giving any other recommendations about diet, nutrition, and other things. Yeah. Well, that's what nutritionists are, or dietitians are for. Well, unfortunately, much of their education is paid for by the industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to say that because I know that. Yeah. I know dietitians who know that and mm-hmm. know what their talks are sponsored for in their yearly events. So that's not a surprise. It's frustrating. Yeah. What's more incredible is the, the, what happened with your mom. Yeah. So she um, ended up going full out vegan that year. And... Um, it was two years after she had been diagnosed, or no, I'm sorry, a total of three years. Um, and she, what happened was last February, she got off her cholesterol pill and she got off, basically, that was her last pill. All, mm-hmm. all pills, lost weight, totally no, no sign of heart disease right mm-hmm. now. And I mean, she still goes for checkups, but I mean, she's living a much different life. She's inspired family. I have Everybody in my family has a juicer now. Yeah, you know, and they're you've still, inspired them. Well, I, I mean, I planted the seed, yeah, and, I, and I feel like I'm the youngest one in the family. It's crazy. Like, 
and everybody else is, I, I don't have the healthiest family. Like you go to one of our holidays, there's pasta, there's, there's everything, you know, Italian. So, but I think that they, especially early on, like I would go to Thanksgiving and I would bring like bowl, a bowl of fruit. I'd bring my juice and they'd look at me like I'm crazy, you know? So I think what it really needed to happen was to see not just the changes in me, but my mom making the changes. Cause yeah. I think that's extremely powerful that they wanted to cut her open and here she got off all the pills, you know? So ever since then, I mean, it's even opened up, um, the eyes of my aunt who is a nurse and a doctor assistant for what, like 30 years. And she was just in that conventional mindset. And, uh, she actually went to, what was it? Plant stock this year. Mm-hmm. And it totally changed her views on everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we had already started planting seeds with the juicing and veganism and all that, but so, yeah, the most powerful dietary approach to heart disease is a vegan plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. That is that is known. Mm-hmm. Why every single heart disease patient is not on that is beyond me. Mm-hmm. I have re- I have done that same exact thing with incorporating plant-based foods, cessation of meat and dairy. It completely can reverse heart disease. Right. Reverse heart disease, the number one killer in the whole country. Right. It, every day, every second, people are dropping dead from heart disease. Yeah. So the power of what you are able to do is more powerful than her cardiologist. Yeah. You know, so, and we have that power. In education now, at this point, there's no excuse. There's so many resources, right, yeah, totally. out there. So you should be happy, man. You make, make a difference. Yeah, I, I always say, like, the most, that's been the most gratifying. If I stopped all social media and everything, I mean, I feel like I, my purpose is done. Like, it, yeah. you know, it made me and my mom's relationship closer. It's yeah. Ultimately, I feel saved, my mom, in a sense. And, you know, it's, it's, it's inspiring because she, she emails me stuff from work all the time on, you know, vegan articles. And yeah. she's doing recipes at home. I mean, she veganizes everything on Christmas. Like, she's the cook. And she... Oh, yeah veganizes pasta some of the family doesn't is still not open to it but a lot of them try it and they see that you know now there's so many different alternatives you can use which probably aren't necessarily the healthiest because they're processed and have a lot of stuff in them but it's kind of the bridge to get you over to that yeah yeah you should see my latin family's uh thanksgiving table i was the only one out there so it was me and my cousin she was a vegan i was vegetarian okay and then this was like 10 years ago and then it just changed and changed and changed. And now like 80% of the table is vegan. Yeah. The, that, that turkey got smaller and smaller <laughs> and smaller. And like everything else got bigger and bigger. It's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And people are feeling good and healthy and knock on wood. Like we all stay that way for a very long time. So um, that's, that's great stuff. So you're doing a retreat, huh? I am doing a retreat in November. It'll be our second retreat in Costa Rica. And I'm doing it with one of my mentors that um, when I went raw, I was seeking raw restaurants, raw people online. And I found Karen Calabrese in Chicago. She's mm-hmm. had one of the longest standing raw food restaurants in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's been vegan like 50 years. She's 72 and she looks incredible. I mean, most people think she's like in her... I've seen her. You know, late 40s, 50s, yeah. something like that. And her energy. I mean, you could just feel her energy and her aura when you're around her. It's just different. Vibrant. Very vibrant, very different. And it's super inspiring. So um, we've, she's one of my best friends. I mean, I've, a lot of my best friends are older, you know, they're yeah. like mentors and people I yeah. want to learn from and, you know, the people that have been in the game for a while. So we did a retreat back in March and it was incredible. I mean, there was also a man by the name of Victoris Kolvinskis, who's, you know, they call him the godfather of raw food and just so much good information about like pioneers that have been in this, uh, the raw food world for so long and just giving like tips and we're doing demos and a lot of education and yoga, meditation. I mean, it's just a beautiful, and we're in Montezuma, which is a blue zone. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful experience and it's, you can't come there without getting inspired and wanting to change your life. Yeah. And, and, and incorporating raw food. So this is live food, right? Right. Not cooked right. with, uh, bioavailable enzymes to there help break. This is the reason why you do it. Correct. Right. right. And is, do you find it difficult? Let's say you weren't living in LA. Yeah. Would it be more difficult? Um, well, when I was, I was living in Chicago, it's one of the coldest cities. Yeah. I mean, it gets, it's brutal out there. But um, what I used to do is as soon as winter would start approaching, I would do my juice fasts. Um, I found that fruit wasn't too abundant out there. It was hard to come across good fruit. I mean, even the persimmons and everything that was in season just didn't taste the same as it does out here. And uh, that's the way I would cope with it. You know, I would deal with it by doing extended juice fasts, 30 days, 25 days, Mm -hmm. 
40 days. And that's what I did for the few years. And then I, at a certain point, every time I was coming to LA, I'm like, I felt pulled to be out here or at least pulled to be in a warmer climate where I can get access to fresh fruits and vegetables, um, all, all year round. So, uh, it was, it was difficult, but I mean, I drove a truck for FedEx too. Yeah. I used to put like cayenne pepper in my socks yeah. to keep my feet warm. Oh, and, is that right? And it works yeah, too. It's that cold, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It gets really cold. So yeah, between me and my and Noah, like, we couldn't do it no more. It was too too cold. Yeah, and everyone knows his dog that yeah. is 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 its own little yeah. celebrity in its own right. Yeah, it's a it's a very cute dog. But um, so 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 the raw food is just basically cook. Can you cook it or is there? A- so the, I I have a dehydrator. I'm super excited because I just recently got a dehydrator. It's a really good one by Tribest. It's called the Sedona Dehydrator. It's a nine tray and uh, it's digital. And what you can do is. You can warm your food, you know, it will warm it to like 120, 100, it depends. Some people are, don't do it past 118, 120. I'm not like a stickler about it, you yeah. know, but I do now since I got that dehydrate stuff. I made a pizza a couple of weeks ago, two nights. Which look epic. It's yes. on your Instagram. Yeah. I saw it. Was, it. It, was, it was really good. And it was just like with zucchini noodles, you dehydrate it for, it takes a while. It took like 18 hours to make it like a hardened crust. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with the flavors and the seasoning and everything, I mean, you can really, with a dehydrator, create some awesome stuff. I mean, and even if you don't have recipes, you can YouTube them. I mean, there's so many different things you can YouTube, and it um, definitely makes the diet more. Um, I guess it's it's a lot easier. I always tell people if you're trying to go raw or even vegan, get yourself a juicer, get yourself a good blender, because even even like a bullet to a Vitamix mm-hmm. is a game changer. You is know? it? How so? Vitamix is incredible. I mean, the texture and it just, it's, it's not the same. It's, it's a smoothie. It's almost like a juice. It's crazy. It's so smooth. And the thing about it is, is if you, if you invest in a Vitamix first, you can juice in there and use a nut straining bag. So you can make your smoothies, you can make your uh, nice cream, you know, Mm -hmm. with bananas or whatever. And you can also make your juices with and strain it. Right, right. So instead of buying a juicer and a Vitamix, you could just invest in a Vitamix and use it until whenever you decide to get a Exactly. Yeah. I would recommend if you're going to get into it, get something, invest in something good. I mean, my mom first started with a Jack LaLanne juicer and she hated it. That's the one I had when I first started. She hated it. (laughs) She's like, it's too hard to clean. It doesn't, it's too much waste. Yeah. I had that in school, man. It was hard to clean. Yeah. I always say uh, Jack LaLanne is amazing. He's inspiring. His videos are super inspiring, but his juicer sucks. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to invest in it, invest in it, right. Like I, I, the Vitamix is incredible. The Tribest juicer, I mean, the cold press, I mean, any juicer on the market, as long as you're paying over like, a, I would say like $150, you'll probably get something decent. Yeah, have the Omega. But don't go, yeah. I, I, and you know what? I knew exactly what juicer you had. Yeah, when you, when I was when you were describing it, I'm like, he's got the J8006. That's yeah. one of my favorite juicers. It's a good it's one. It's so easy to clean. It's yeah. good quality juice. Yeah. It's small and compact. It looks yeah. good on your counter. Yeah, easy to clean. It takes literally five, six minutes to yeah. clean. Yeah. It's You do it right after so it doesn't dry up, which exactly. is the worst thing. You just, uh, you can clean it. That's awesome, man. Like, I think, I hope that a lot of the listeners and viewers are now inspired to at least incorporating more juice, Mm -hmm. more plants into their diet. I mean, you are a case study. Your mom is a case study. Anyone who's listening with family or friends with heart disease should absolutely make this intervention without a doubt. Yeah, exactly. And don't, don't get all overwhelmed about it. Don't think, oh, I got to go vegan. I got to go vegetarian. Just incorporate juice. I always tell people my journey started one ju- with one juice, one day. Yeah. That's it. And just go focus on that day. Yeah. And then slowly, you know, you start feeling better, start doing more, you know, mm-hmm. and you eventually start crowding all the bad stuff out. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mr. Johnny Juicer for coming on the show, man. Yeah. We, we we did some good work, and, I, and I'm glad that you're able to inspire so many on your Instagram, which is? Uh, Johnny underscore Juicer. It's more my dog that inspires people. I use him. I always tell people I use Noah as, like, the guy to plant the seeds because everybody loves dogs. You, you know? can't go wrong with dogs. Can't go wrong with dogs. So people, a lot of my followers, I feel, are not even vegan. They're dog lovers. But mm. what's funny is I'll get messages from people that have been like, I've been following you because you're a dog, but I got a juicer. It's marketing you know? genius right exactly. there, Exactly. So I use them genius. to plant the seeds, <laughs> throw some recipes in there, and then eventually people start coming along. Yeah, and and for those of you who've never seen this dog is like in it. If you're juicing, that dog is next to you. Next if to you're me. eating that plant-based pizza, he's trying to have a little bit of it. Every 
everything, everything. I mean, I'm taking chlorella tablets in the morning. He's barking because he wants some. Yeah, it's, it's a little human that you live with. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, the, today on my Insta story, I was making the watermelon juice. He's standing there barking at me. I'm like, all right, here. So. <laughs> so yeah, everyone, go check him out. Um, anything else? Website or any other places that we can find? I have you? a website, JohnnyJuicer.com. It basically has my YouTube channel, my Instagram. It, it, you can navigate anywhere from my website. Perfect. So. Okay, so go check him out. In the meantime. Grab yourself a juicer if you don't have one. Get yourself a Vitamix if you don't have one and start incorporating every day a little bit and make small moves to make big changes. Yeah, and one last thing I'll say is a lot of people are like, it's too expensive, juices are too expensive, and I get it. But what you can do now is you can check out things like OfferUp or all these uh, you know, garage sales. There's people that get married and they just want to have a garage sale and they sell good appliances. I mean, I saw Breville at even the thrift store a Breville juicer for yeah. like 30 bucks, like a yeah. $150 juicer. So you can do it. You, you can, can find definitely it. do it. If there's a will, there's a way. There's a will, there's a way. Okay. Thank you very much, Johnny Juicer. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's been awesome. Boy, I told you Johnny was going to be amazing. And he was, I am inspired to even juice more than I do. I'm inspired to tell other people to be juicing. Um, it's powerful. It's really powerful. And I've seen it help people. It's helped me. It's helped others. And you certainly can see how it's helped Johnny and his family. So can you start juicing? Can you grab a Vitamix? Can you grab a, a, a juicer for anyone? Anyone just getting started is going to make a big difference for you, okay? So I hope you like this episode. Please rate, review, subscribe, support this show as we grow and we do big things. Much love to you. I will see you next week. Goodbye.